This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for making this part of your morning routines. Um, Thank you so much for obviously dropping a like if you haven't done so already and subscribing to the channel as well. We bring you these shows every morning at 8am, rounding up all the latest Arsenal news from the last 24 hours. And in the transfer window, it can get a bit hectic. So uh, hold on to your hats as we try and break down everything we feasibly can. Let's uh, let's jump into the chat box and say some good mornings. Matt G, good morning to you. Taguna 0411AX, good morning to you, mate. Mox, good morning. Uh, Carl, Axel, Olu, Jose, and Damian, Martin, Aussie, Guna, good morning, guys. Black Shine, Simon, Harvey, Afsar, Ian, and Rohit, good morning to all of you guys. Hope you are doing good and well, and everybody else, of course, that is joining us in the chat box. Let's crack on with today's stories. If you haven't already uh, gone and watched our tactical breakdown uh, on Lucas Paqueta, then make sure you do. It's still well worth the watch, finding out all about who he is and what on earth he could bring to Arsenal. Uh, we're hoping, of course, that uh, this might be a deal that's possibly done. We'll talk more about that shortly. Uh, but obviously also, uh, whilst I'm talking about Arsenal, you know, a massive congratulations to England women's yesterday on absolutely battering uh, Norway 8-0. Beth Mead getting three goals um, in quite... A, I mean, 6-0 by half-time is... I think it's well done and dusted by that point, to be fair. But yeah, a massive congratulations to the girls. Keep it coming and bring it home. Um, now, yesterday, we uploaded on the Arsenal way my interview with William Gallas. Uh, we had a back and forth. I say interview, it was kind of a debate, argument, if you like, about kind of Arsenal um, and in particular kind of where we sit on the progression, the expectations, Mikel Arteta, uh, Gabriel Jesus and a number of topics. So do make sure uh, you give that a watch over on the Arsenal way. Link to the channel is always in the description through the link tree. So make sure you go and check that one out. But uh, yeah, it was uh, an interesting one. Make sure you leave your comments below the video about where you stood on either side of the argument. And now Per Medezaka announced that uh, a number of things will be happening regarding the youth team. Uh, but in particular, the highlight was... Jack Wilshere taking over as the club's under-18s head coach. It's obviously a big move for Jack and for the club um, because this is another appointment in which, well, we've appointed someone to be a coach in part of the club with no prior experience of leading 
a team. We did it with Mikel Arteta, and we've now done it with Jack Wilshere. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting route. I can see why they've gone down that route, having someone that came through the system themselves uh, and has done a lot of coaching, you know, with Arsenal, uh, has done his coaching badges. Obviously, it's a it's a big opportunity um, for him. And Mehmet Ali uh, has become the under-21s coach, taking over, of course, from Kevin Betsy, who had a fantastic campaign last year uh, and led Arsenal towards a bit of a title challenge. It did peter away towards the end of the season, of course, but uh, did fantastically well. And they're both, uh, Ali and Wilshire going to be in charge of some brilliant, brilliant talents going through the Hale End Academy. Moving forwards, and Lucas Torreira has indeed returned to Arsenal, as you can see by the image there, as have plenty of Arsenal's first team players that were available through international football, Ramsdale, Odegaard, Saka. William Saliba has also returned, and it was quite a relief. Uh, I don't know if you felt this as well, but I felt really relieved just seeing him at the club. Um, But in particular, there could be some interesting things to follow with William Saliba. A number of hints about a possible new contract have surfaced. I know that this drove the ITKs mad and there's already claims that he's signed the deal. We still don't know about uh, any kind of confirmation on a deal but there's been a number of hints that William Saliba might be extending his contract. His agents accompanied him to the club and uploaded to his Instagram pages pictures of him in the signing room. William Saliba's videographer was spotted outside the ground. Uh, and we know what happens when Saliba's videographer gets involved with things. Remember that famous video when he signed for the club? Uh, maybe we can expect another one should he re-sign with Arsenal. But lots of hints suggesting that William Saliba might, just might, have signed a new contract or is in the process of getting close to signing that new deal, but no confirmation as yet. And as Manu says, but but, but Arteta hates him. He's gone. Yeah, how quickly that argument has very fallen apart quite spectacularly. Um, moving into our other stories, Nuno Tavares also returned with the, uh, the international players to the group, but Pablo Longoria, the Marseille president, was said to be in London yesterday with Tavares now back, of course, to discuss a potential loan move for the player to the club next season. Arsenal, of course, have got a serious interest, it said, in Alex Grimaldo, bring him in, and Tavares would probably need a loan to ensure that he continues his development and regular playing time is made available to him. Hector Bellerin, very interestingly, I mean, we've heard several things about Bellerin at this point. It's really difficult to know where on earth he is going to end up. But what we have heard is Betis striker Borja Inglésias talking about basically his conversations with uh, Bellerin. In short, he's basically said that he hopes to return and that they're very hopeful that he will also return. William Saliba is reportedly going to be getting the number two next season, which could, of course, lead itself to suggest that Bellerin, who is Arsenal's number two, still would move on. Um, to give you the exact quote, Boy Glazier said Betis to, to Betis TV specifically, a couple of nights ago, Ata, uh, he and I were talking via video call and almost an hour and a half, uh, the whole team misses him, not just me. He gives us a lot and hopefully he may be here soon. Now, the situation remains that Arsenal wants a transfer fee for Hector Bellerin, yet that seems unlikely at this stage with Betis very much financially in a bit of peril. They don't seem able to really invest at all this month and still need to sell quite considerably uh, if they do want to bring in any players this summer. Uh, What end up happening with this? 
We don't know. I hope it doesn't lead Arsenal to just bending to Betis's will and Bellerin's will and just letting him leave on a free. If it means he has to buy out the rest of his contract, then so be it. It would be him paying around six million, I think, pounds or something around that figure to to buy out the rest of the last year of his contract. Would save Arsenal a lot of money, of course, but Arsenal wouldn't be getting any kind of transfer fee for the player, which of course would be quite a big frustration. Um We've already done Nuno Tavares, so we move on again. Doubled up on that one. <laughs> Gabriel Magalhaes is our next story. Uh, the Brazilian centre-back who has been linked with Juventus, and we spoke about this yesterday. Now, the reports are, thankfully, as I said to you, that Arsenal have no intention of selling Gabriel whatsoever. He's on a list of players that Juventus have to replace Matthias De Ligt, who looks like he could be off to Bayern Munich this summer. Um, but there are a number of other players as well, including Caladuku uh, Labali of Napoli. Um, but Gabriel is high up on their list. But Arsenal have absolutely no intention of letting Gabriel go uh, this summer. And quite frankly, Matt G, I agree with you. Juve can uh, do one. So uh, there you go. <laughs> Lovely stuff indeed. Uh, now, unfortunately, not the best news in the world when you see one of your rivals linked with a former player that you very much like. But that is the situation with Serge Gnabry. Uh, they, we know now that they will not most likely be getting hold of Rafinha after they were ousted in their hunts for him by Barcelona. But Chelsea now have a supposedly set their sights on Serge Gnabry. That's according to the Telegraph that claims that they will be looking at the German international and former Arsenal player. However, it is said that this deal would be near impossible to complete considering the player's uh, allegiance and former association with Arsenal, um, that, which is good to hear, you know. Uh, I, I like the fact that that's that that happens. The player is is very loyal to Arsenal, and that he's not interested in going anywhere else. But Serge Gnabry um, would be an absolute joy to see back at the club. But I just, as I've said throughout the summer, there's no way uh, I could ever see that happening whilst Arsenal are in the Champions League. Maybe if Arsenal qualify next season, who knows? But he may end up still signing a brand new contract with Bayern, which could make things trickier. Uh, for Gnabry next season. And our headline story of the day continues with our thread on Lucas Paqueta. Now, it seems to be whenever Arsenal were linked with a player, all of a sudden the price shoots up. And yesterday we told you reports were suggesting a figure would be in the region of 65 million euros. Well, today there's reports that that figure has increased to 80 million euros. Yes, that's right. As soon as Arsenal get linked to a player quite significantly, suddenly the reported price tag goes up. What I would say about that is that there were reports that the 65 million euros was a figure that didn't include add-ons. So it might be that it's 65 million plus 15 million, where that 65 is obviously spread over the course of a five-year contract. So you're looking there about what, 12.5 million um, across the contract is 12 point, mm, or like 13.3 maybe. Uh, million across the five years um, to, to add up to that 65. Who knows? Maybe that is what ends up just, it's just three, isn't it? It's definitely just three. It's 13. <laughs> 13 million across the contract. 65 divided by three is definitely, I think. 13. I don't need to work this out. It's too early in the morning to do maths. Um, but yeah, around 13 million a year for five years. I think that's what it would equate to. So yeah, um, it's, it's a lot of money, but he's a very, 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 very good player. Um, and that's not exaggerating things. If you watch our tactical breakdown from yesterday, 
I, I think that there's a great chance that we could see something quite special in Arsenal's forward line um, in combination with all the other players that we've got. We can clearly see Arsenal and Arteta moving towards a Manchester City model of having lots of different attacking options that they can rotate and sub on and sub off and having different competitions. And I'm excited to see the rotation and the intricacies of what he's planning for this forward line. Because when you've got Smith-Rowe and Martinelli and Saka and Fabio Vieira and Odegaard and Pepe at the moment still and Nelson still, add Paqueta into that, add maybe even the Tielemans into that, Jesus and Ketia, Balogun. You know, there's a lot of attacking options all of a sudden at Arsenal. Um, and I look forward to seeing how uh, that is kind of broken down and used at Arsenal next season. I hope we still get an attacking-minded player in, be it a wide player, be it a Paqueta. But if we do get a Paqueta, I do think it leans on us probably needing to go for a defensive mid rather than a, a Tielemans-style player. Getting both Tielemans and Paqueta, I just don't see as a realistic or sensible move for the club to make this summer. That completes all of today's stories, um, which means we're going to jump to you guys in the chat box now after this quick break. So do indeed drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Okay, then let's uh, let's jump into the chat and see what some of the questions you've got today. Dan Roberts says, will this season be the most exciting season in a while? We have all of our creative attacking players in the side. I hope so, Dan. Uh, I thought last season was a pretty exciting season, to be fair. Like we so, so close to getting top four. And I think we surprised a lot of people that didn't expect us to get anywhere close to top four last season. I'm hoping that we can even build up uh, on this one as well. And, and we can go even further. This time we've got European football to be excited about again as well and get involved with that. Hopefully it's going to be a busy year with lots to talk about and lots of discussions to be had. Um, Gunnar Jake says Sky in Germany uh, have claimed that Gnabry and his team have ruled out a move to Chelsea due to his connections with Arsenal, which, as I've mentioned, is very, very good to hear. Uh, Dave pointing out that Jean-Michel Oulas, the Lyon president, uh, can't give away our now. Uh, and has obviously got the situation Paqueta trying to get maximum value for him. He, he literally cannot give Awar away after rejecting figures of upwards of 40 million euros only a couple of seasons ago. Uh, Uta says, Tom, don't you think that Paqueta and Fabio are more of a similar type? They absolutely are. Uh, Fabio Vieira and Paqueta are very similar in the positions that they can play. I think Fabio Vieira is better at playing in a wider area compared to Paqueta, but they are mainly attacking midfielders. So you're adding more attacking threat to an Arsenal team with already having plenty of these types of players in the squad. Uh, Jun says, imagine both Torreira and Arteta changing their minds. Torreira would fight for his place in the team and Arteta would give him a chance. Do you think Torreira would have made it? I think that there's always a very small slither of hope with any player. Anything can change. You know, we talk a lot about changing our minds on the channel. I'm never going to rule out it entirely. But at this stage, I would find it very surprising indeed if Lucas Torreira was changed uh, on this. That said, you know, he was very, very set on moving to Boca Juniors and was convinced to go to, to Italy instead. So who knows? Maybe there is the option or the ability to change his mind. I don't know whether or not we need him yet. We're going to have to see what the rest of the transfer window holds um, and we'll make a decision at that point, I'm sure. Uh, John says, uh, would we be able to sell Bellerin with instalments? Maybe he really wants better. So maybe a couple of million each year for three or four years until it's paid off. I think we should help out the move. John, we need to desperately improve our 
sales reputation and you know giving players away is never going to go anywhere to do that um and so for that reason i think it's going to be very very difficult to accept a low fee for Bellerin. i agree though if you can get you know a 10 10 million pound deal across five seasons i don't see that as too much of an issue that's often what happens with contracts they are usually spread over the length of a contract most times anyway so it's not too much of an issue but arsenal do need to make sure they try and get maximum value for Bellerin should he leave uh, Josh joining us over on Twitch says, uh, we already have Smith Rowe, Martin Odegaard, Fabio, and now Lucas for nearly 80 million euros. I don't see that happening. Who knows? We'll see if Arsenal do end up going. But we've seen them do some strange things. You know, I really didn't see us signing Fabio Vieira this summer. I really didn't see us signing a 50 million pound centre-back last summer. And we did both of those things. So <laughs> Arsenal do some strange things in the market and they are not always the easiest to predict let's scroll down because i know i'm probably missing out on a load of questions as well uh let's go to tulip who says uh, if we do sign uh paqueta then is it wise to make odegaard club captain as he will compete with uh paqueta and fabio he might start less games than considered tulip there are going to be very very few players in the team that are playing week in week out i imagine it'll be the likes of ramsdale um Xhaka, i still think has a good chance of playing week in week out um, which I know will not come as a welcome thought to most people. But are they? You're not going to give Xhaka the captaincy after what happens. And I don't think he particularly is keen on it. Uh, Ramsdale, I'm not sure, is ready to be a captain. Odegaard is ready to be a captain because he is one of Norway. Um, I like Odegaard a lot. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But if there's one thing that he is, is he is a leader. Um, and he does that really well for Norway. And he has led without the armband and with it for Arsenal as well. If we are planning on giving the armband to Odegaard, I am more than happy with that. It's too much emphasis put on the captain's armband these days anyway, and no one should really be losing their head over it. Um, moving down to Patrick says, would you take Jefferson Lerma? I've not really followed his career since he left Bournemouth. Did he go to Spain? Um, or is he? did he go on loan to Spain? I know he came from Spain, but did he ever leave Bournemouth? No, he didn't. He, you know, he stayed with Bournemouth throughout the whole time they've been uh, in the Championship, and obviously has now brought back, uh, brought that side back up to the Premier League. So he will, of course, be a continued feature, I imagine, in their side. But I haven't followed his career since they went down in the Championship, so I would not be able to give you an accurate answer at all. Um, Francois, uh, or who says he's Brandon from Florida, says, "Tom, why do I feel like people are trying to sell players to Arsenal? Shouldn't we be trusting?" Mikel and his scouts, or are we scouts now? Look, Francois or Brandon, what I would say to you is that uh, a lot of people do a lot of you know watching of, of, of games, they do a lot of watching of, of scouting videos, they look into stats of players. There's so much information now available to your average guy and girl that you know it's it's very easy to look up stuff about players, and you can to a certain degree, have a very good value and idea about how good a player is. I mean, myself, Clive, talk about transfers all the time. Um, and yeah, no, I think there is an opportunity to always find and identify talent. We've done it here on the channel a number of times. So I don't think it's a case of people thinking they're scouts. But I also do think that a lot of people have a very good idea about football these days in 2022 and can suggest plenty of strong quality options for Arsenal to try and sign. 
Um, let's go to Omar says, why don't we sign Carlos Soler from Valencia? We don't really play a way in which Soler would fit. I mean, he's played on the right-hand side of that Valencia flat four. I know he's played in the middle as well at centre midfield and in attacking midfield. I'm just not sure um, if, if Carlos Soler is now the right guy. Four years ago, maybe. Now, I'm not so sure that he's the right player to go for. And I still think Valencia would demand a ridiculous fee for the Spanish international. Um, let's go for Vashan. It says, what's the winger situation now? You know, all the world that Pepe's here, it's very difficult to see Arsenal going for a winger. I imagine that might change towards the end of the window. I can only see us bringing in one more attack-minded player, be it a winger, be it Paqueta, be it a second striker. I can only see one more coming in. Perhaps we see someone like Paqueta or Fabio, uh, Fabio Vieira can play on the wide areas and maybe that's what they're looking at. But I think they have got greater priorities than a winger right now after they missed out on Rafinha. But who knows? Things can change. Um, and the window will only tell us come the end of August. So let's see if that indeed does change. Cyrus says, would Lima, Conrad Lima, be a good fit? Yes, I'd love to see Conrad Lima at Arsenal, but I was almost certain he was going to be going off to uh, Bayern Munich this summer, but as I don't know if that's changed. Uh, Conrad Lima hands, uh, oh, apparently Aston Villa are being linked with a move for Conrad Lima. Wow. I mean, if they can end up getting him, that would be a joke, but he has apparently agreed terms with Bayern Munich five days ago, according to Bayern Strikes, so who knows? Um, we'll see what happens with Conrad Lina. I know I use the words, who knows? We'll wait and see a lot. But that is what a lot of the transfer window is. It is a lot of wait and see. We don't have too much in regards to uh, you know solid information and a lot of stories. So a lot of it is always going to be, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, let's go to Andrew, who says, Tom, I don't see much of a role for holding this season with at least two players ahead of him. Time to sell. Yeah, look, I would I would be open to selling holding if uh, you know a club came in with a fifteen million pound plus deal. I think that with a long term contract and the fact that he's a homegrown player, you could absolutely get over fifteen million pounds for holding. I think a club like Newcastle would be tempted um, by a player like Rob Holding. Clubs in the middle of the table, maybe an Aston Villa, uh, maybe a Leicester, who are obviously going to need to be replacing the likes of Johnny Evans very soon. So, yeah, I think that there is scope to sell Holding, but I think also Holding is very happy at Arsenal. I don't think he has really that intention of leaving Arsenal, even with the amount of players that he's going to be in competition with next season. The frustration would be is, is will he stand in the way of William Saliba at all? Will he stand in his pathway? Will he prevent him from getting opportunities in the squad? I hope not, and I hope that we still give Saliba plenty of chances. Maybe Saliba and Holding playing together next season in the Europa League, because you would imagine they're going to rotate out with White and Gabriel, um, gives him that kind of experienced figurehead next to him in holding. The most experienced defender bar Marie that we have. Marie is still, of course, here too. And we don't know what's going to happen with him, but we'll wait and see. <laughs> um, let's go to Piyush, who says, if we sign our reported targets like Tillemans and Grimaldo, would it be our strongest team in the last 15 years? Well, 15 years are going all the way to 2007. Um so that's a long, long time. Um, but obviously, that was the point in which we were still fourth for many seasons. We've had some very decent sides. You know, the side that Alexis Sanchez and Meza Ozil and Giroud and Walcott was a front four. That was a very, very good front four for us. Scored plenty of goals. Kept us in the Champions League. Um, I know the rest of the team was very questionable. But obviously, we've had times with Song and Fabregas and Nasri and Van Persie. 
you know, we've had some very, very good teams. But if we think about the possibility of adding those players with a starting eleven of Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, or Saliba, Gabriel, Tierney, uh, Partey, Xhaka, um, let's say Paqueta, uh, you've got Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli, uh, or you know, Paqueta there, Odegaard in the middle. You know, we've got lots of options. Fabio Vieira could come in. It's a very, very strong team. It's a very, very, very strong team. Um, and it's it's much improved on last season. So we'll see uh, how it deals with the pressures of a Premier League campaign. Let's wait and see what indeed does happen. Uh, Tulip says, uh, 628 watching. In fact, there's there's over 1,000. Uh, there's over 1,100 of you watching now. Uh, if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please, please do. Otherwise, Tulip will cry. And we don't want to see a Tulip cry. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, let's go to Reese. Uh, who says, uh, do you think we're throwing up smoke screens and we'll sign someone completely different? Uh, Reese, there's absolutely the chance for Arsenal to pull off another surprise in this window. They are working hard as they can to try and keep things as quiet as possible. That's why the Fabio Vieira situation happened. They are trying to keep as much under wraps as feasibly possible. And so a shock signing, a surprise addition, something coming out within like three days of us announcing them, is a very, very high possibility. Um, so, you know the catchphrase now. <laughs> Let's wait and see what happens with that. Um, do you think Kane will move to Bayern, says Carl? No, I don't. I don't think Kane will go to Bayern. I think he will stay and probably sign a brand new contract uh, with the club. Uh, Nuna says, why don't we go uh, for Madison over uh, Paqueta? Uh, if we want a more attacking player. We were linked last transfer window. What do you think? I like Madison. I think he's a very good player. Uh, I don't know how much Leicester would be asking for, but I, I like the guy. I would not be averse to seeing James Madison join Arsenal at all. Um, does he press as much as what Arteta wants? I mean, we can do a quick check on that. Uh, Madison FB ref. Let's check his pressing statistics. Quickly. Wise, yeah, 64, uh, 64th percentile. It's not awful, but Paqueta, his uh, pressing statistics are, are very impressive. In fact, he's averaging like 24-odd pressures per game. He's in the 96th percentile for pressures, and this is something that Arteta leans on very heavily for his players. He wants players that are going to give you absolute maximum energy and commitment and determination and application. Um, and so that's why I think he's... You know, I think that's why he's the person that they're leaning towards over someone like Madison because he doesn't press as much uh, as someone like uh, a James Madison. Uh, thanks, Jeffrey. That's a really nice comment. I'm proud of you too, mate. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, Johnny. Says, Is it true that Xhaka won't be going to the US because of the vaccine? I don't know. I don't know for certain what his, his vaccine stat status is, but I'm pretty sure that, that the US aren't letting in people that aren't vaccinated. So um because i think matt did didn't chelsea have chelsea had some issues with that um i don't know we'll see if if he goes he goes if he doesn't then clearly there's been an issue um but i'm pretty sure the us weren't allowing anyone in at this stage i might be wrong on that so don't quote me and don't say that as facts but i'm pretty sure that's the case so i guess uh we'll see uh it, who ends up going on the tour and who doesn't uh, Piyush says, waiting for a Matt Ryan type signing, but someone world-class. And of course, yes, well, that came out of absolutely nowhere. And I'd love to see something like that. Again, Ratha Eri says, what about uh, Jamal Musiala? Uh, I don't see Bayern selling him. He's absolutely not for sale by any shadow of a doubt at Bayern. So there's no chance, I don't think, 
of that happening. Uh, Laurent, no, a Gnabry return is not likely. Don't get your hopes up, I'm afraid. Uh, Elliot says, what sort of disaster would it be if we cannot pull off either Paqueta or Tillemans this window? Is Edu's reputation on the line? Edu's reputation is on the line every day. Every day we make a judgment. You know, every day we are judging it. But ultimately, come the end of the transfer window, that's when we will be able to make our final judgment on what Edu and the club have done this transfer window. Uh, Danny Drinkwater on a free, Dan? Absolutely not. But I did enjoy his honest interview that he did with Sky Sports. Uh, Reese says, Tom, I've heard that Grimaldo is very attacking but can't defend. A Nuno 2.0. When we do our tactical breakdown on him, which I'm hoping to bring to you this week, uh, we will see how good he is uh, with those uh, defensive stats. So we will compare him to Nuno and to Tierney and, of course, to another transfer target. Uh, Hickey, maybe, might be the best one considering we were linked to him. I know he's gone to Brentford, but he's an out-and-out left-back. There's no point comparing him to Lissandro Martinez because he played at left centre-back last season. So there wouldn't be much point comparing him to him. Um, Jack says, don't you think that the Tillemans deal is all but done and we're going to announce it later? I can't see him just sitting about waiting for us to come back for him. We've not agreed a deal with Le uh, Leicester at this point. Um, and we're still waiting for news of an official offer being made and rejected. There was an expectation that an offer would be made. We've had no confirmation that uh, an offer has officially been offered in or rejected. Any reports on that right now are, to my understanding, wider than wider than Mark. So we need to wait and see. Um, I think it would have been easy to try and predict that a bid would be coming in or even say that one was rejected, but that's not the situation to the best of my understanding that there's been no official bid. There could be one coming within the next 24 hours. There may even be news of that changing today. I did say that it was going to be a big week for Yuri Tielemans and the Arsenal links this week. So let's, uh, let's await news on that one. Uh, let's go to what are my thoughts on Rafael Leal Coda. Uh, I think he's an exceptional player and won't be leaving AC Milan. They're trying to agree a new contract with him right now. So I don't think Rafael Leal is by any means realistic. Uh, Jay says, why aren't we in for Frankie de Jong? He has a similar profile to Tillemans, but much better and available on the market. Because, Jay, that the financial side of that deal is very, very difficult. And de Jong doesn't want to leave. De Jong really does not want to leave Barcelona. He has 17 odd million pounds worth of wages that need to be deferred and still paid. He has a price tag of around 80 million euros. It's a lot of money to pay. He is a very, very good player. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't want to leave Barca. And I think all of the complications with that deal have probably put Arsenal off in any of their attempts to try and sign him. So I just don't think so. Uh, Pierce says, who's the worst, worst left-back? Andre Santos or Tavares? Santos, by a long distance. Tavares has had some very, very good games for Arsenal. Very good games, indeed. Not all of them have been great, don't get me wrong. But he's had some very, very good games for Arsenal. Um, whereas Santos was just never good. <laughs> never, never good. Anyway, that's going to wrap us up for this morning. Uh, the Arsenal way will be live at 10. I won't be there, but you will be able to go and watch the Arsenal way at 10. I'll then be back at six, but over on Harry's channel for the Canton and Simu show. And then we'll be back tomorrow morning again at 8 a.m. There may be another show for you today. I'm not 100% sure at this point, um, but there will be one over on Harry's channel at six. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Thank you for joining us. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. 
Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.